0: Oh, wait. Where am I? Oh, whoops. I'm on the wrong thing. Hold on. I got accidentally
1: date drunk
2: earlier. I mean, do, do we know? Do we have subject
1: matter that we are going to discuss? Yeah, we're going to just chat, you know? I've got my goblet of wine. We're here. We're averagemoms.com, the podcast.
2: Welcome to the averagemoms.com podcast. You're listening to Alicia, Crystal, and Caroline. We're three average moms with average problems, and you're about to listen to them. Welcome to the AverageMoms.com podcast. Today we're talking about the holiday season, specifically all of the things we have to do to get ready for the holidays that are on top of all of our ordinary responsibilities of motherhood. It sure is the most wonderful time of the year. Hope you enjoy. It's a lot. feels a lot, and, and and I'm not the only one that I'm sure that's feeling like the reason that I thought we should discuss the mental toll. Like they always talk about the mental toll of motherhood, but do, we don't talk about the mental toll of motherhood with like Christmas and like a holiday season compounded on top of that. And I don't know about you guys, but if anybody gets a present or a card from our family, it's because I arranged for it to happen. I did it. Mm -hmm. I bought it. I wrapped it. I mailed it. It's like me. So it's just a lot. You know, given the fact that you know my husband and I both work full time jobs and you know have two small kids, which I'm sure you guys are well aware of, so (laughs) that's why I thought that might be a good subject to talk about.
1: Yeah, I am all about that, and like uh, just like the stress. I mean, we just did these holiday cookies and just me and my husband being on the not the same page about when they needed to get in the mail because last year when we decided to do the cookies i was like very chill about it like oh yeah it took us like four days to decorate them all and then we finally got them in the mail and it was no big deal this year hank was like these need to be in the mail tomorrow and i was like i don't have time to go to the the post office tomorrow why do they need to be in the mail tomorrow and he was like because they're gonna go stale yada 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 and I was like still in the back of my mind thinking about the holiday card that I wanted to put together because holiday cards started coming in and I was like stressed out that I I specifically last year put calendar reminders in my calendar for this year and annually to remember to get my shit together in time. And I still feel like I'm scrambling and it's the 20th um, and I didn't even really deal with as much as I could have been dealing with because I outsourced the gift buying for the boys to Hank completely. So, wow. Yeah. I was like, Nope, I'm not doing this. They have enough toys. If you want to get them anything, you can, you can do it.
2: That is such a great strategy. I wish I would have thought of that. Cause I'm sure I could have been like, Andrew go. Oh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I will say I got the holiday cards out in the mail. So today as of the recording is the 20th, I got them in the mail. I think yesterday, yeah. Um and I got them turned around within like 24 hours. Very happy about that. And um yeah, I'm just kind of like whatever, but I just also feel like we are putting way too much pressure on ourselves. Nobody cares. True. Yeah,
0: you guys are doing way more than I do. I Black Friday shopped for my child and my husband and we always get our parents the same thing every year, which is like a new canvas of our family portrait. And that is all I buy for. I am not a fan of Christmas. I will buy for kids. Like, we, we'll probably get something for our little neighborhood kids. But, like, I just, the materialistic is it, I don't know what word I'm saying, but the materialism of it all just kills me. So, we ordered our Christmas cards on Black Friday. They were in the mail that weekend, and I have. Wash my hands
1: of it all. Wait, I want to know what you do or what you what service you used for your cards.
0: Um, I think we used Walmart this year because we did CVS, not CVS. We did uh, one of those like website things and they all came back with like a black spot on my husband's face. And I was like, this oh isn't gosh. even on the picture. <laughs> huh. So that was really annoying. So this year we wanted to go with something that we could at least fix easily if something was wrong.
1: I always use Walgreens because they typically have a 50 or 60% discount on the mm-hmm. cards. And this year, last year I was being really cheap and I just used like a photo quality card and I thought it was like really poorly done. So this year I I splurged on the the nice card stock and I was like really happy with how they came out. Um, Carrie, I think I got your holiday. Did you do a holiday card? Am I, I did
2: do a holiday card. Crystal, if you give me your address, I'll pop one in the mail to you. I, mm. You know, this is so funny because I don't come from a family that sends holiday cards. I don't come from a family that bakes cookies and decorates cookies every holiday season. Me neither. You know, and it's like, I feel like now... You know, you can't celebrate and we celebrate Christmas in my family, but like you can't celebrate Christmas unless you like dedicate a day to baking cookies and decorating them unless you send out a holiday card to like everyone that you've ever met and it has to be professionally photographed and you need to have it professionally printed on card stock. Um, and it's just all of these obligations that I didn't grow up with having. But now that I've gotten older and I've joined social media and I've seen what other people do and it's just like, wow. Okay. Well, I was never celebrating. Right. So now I guess I need to do all of these things. And then how do people do elf on the shelf on top of that? Like I refuse, I'm actually going to tell my child that
0: we are Harry Potter fans and believe in free Elfhood in our, our family. Like I love
2: that. I love we that.
0: Have, she has an elf and it has her name on it. And Millie the elf is a happy little
2: piece of our christmas but yes that's a great idea i just can't i have
1: two stories that came from the same person so i'm just going to tell them back to back about like the expectations and it it started with elf on the shelf so she had mentioned that she had put out um the elf on the shelf and i was like oh I heard that that's a terrible idea. So I'm never buying one and I'm just not going to even introduce it. And she goes, just wait until your six or seven year old comes home from school crying because everyone else has the elf on the shelf and your family doesn't. And I was like, that's heartbreaking. And I guess we'll just have to wait and see if it's still a thing by that time. But um, poor little thing. Oh. And yeah. And now I just have to think about like all the traditions that people do and the other one like crystal i think you saw it on the local facebook group or maybe we've even talked about it before but like people saying that like or people wrapping gifts that are like very expensive exorbitant gifts and saying they're from santa is really really bad because then the kids go to school and they say well santa got me an xbox or whatever the cool thing is that's very expensive brought millie a toothbrush Right. And so like the kid whose parents can't afford that kind of stuff gets like very upset about about that. So that it's just interesting, the things that I'm now starting to be mindful of that I wouldn't necessarily know. And then the other really (laughs) funny story this girl told me, she is so into her Christmas traditions and it being perfect and like her parents were too and her mom set this like really really high bar standard for her that she like stresses out so much last year um her husband tried to do her favor by wrapping all the gifts for her she came home from a work event not like the night of but like she had been traveling for work she came back she saw that he had done it she rewrapped every single present oh my gosh (laughs)
0: that is very nice of her i appreciate the effort that she's putting into gifts but i i don't wrap presents because they come out with like half a roll of tape on them like i mean i can but my husband does it way better than i do i somehow always manage she's way too much paper or not enough paper and then i'm like mm-hmm. cutting off a little square of it i'm just like well we're cut we're putting it all in here right and i mean make- he wraps his own presents because i like put them in a box and I'm just like,
2: here, don't open it. I'm going to watch you wrap this. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, To to piggyback on that elf on the shelf story about your kid coming home. So the whole reason why I bought presents for every kid in my son's daycare class is because about two weeks ago, the first kid sent home a little goodie bag, happy holidays from Kaya, Kaya. Bar, I don't know. They all have different names, but a happy holidays from this person. And, you know, and I'm like, oh, isn't that sweet? Oh, good thing they're doing that because I'm not, I don't have the energy to put that stuff together right now. And then, sure enough, like slowly but surely trickling down, there's been like another one or two gift bags from all the other kids since then. So at this point, more than half of the, his class has sent home a little gift bag with like usually like a can of Play Doh or a stamp. Or like a little puzzle or just some sort of happy holiday present for, you know, two-year-olds. And I didn't want to have to do that. But now it's like I'm the only one that doesn't and I don't want to set that standard. And so what did I do yesterday? I went to freaking Dollar General and I bought I bought them out of like foam puzzles for a dollar. And I arranged them and tagged them and bowed them and got them all ready to go with him to school tomorrow to give to all of the class members so I'm not the only mom that doesn't send a little happy holiday gift bag to class. And this Our daycare
0: does like a book exchange. They like draw names and that way everybody gets something but you, there's not like it's minimal effort. Like, Yes. Little Bobby got a book from Millie and I think we got it from Gabe's or something
2: (laughs) yes exactly exactly like that that would just be so much easier i don't i don't know that the teachers or the school necessarily anticipated that after the first kid sent home the gift bag like on december gosh i don't know fifth that's that all (laughs) the other parents were going to be like "Uh uh-oh i guess we need to get a gift bag together too and so you know at this point he's got like seven or eight little gift bags and now you can't not give a gift bag. And that's, that's how I spent my yeah. Saturday at nap time. Is not how I wanted to spend my Saturday at nap time. It's like Christmas just sucks away from you all of your own personal time because you're trying to wrap presents. You're trying to buy presents. You're trying to, anyway, that's my complaint. Yeah. I think, so the cookie situation is not something that
0: I, I didn't grow up making cookies and I didn't grow up sending cards. I didn't grow up like with very much expectation for Christmas. And I like making our own little traditions. Like I grew up with an artificial tree that half the year, like the lights didn't get put on or I don't know. I just, my parents never decorated outside.
2: Mine didn't either. So I do it now because I feel bad that we never had any kind of decoration outside. And I always secretly wanted to have one. So now I obligate myself to get up there and do it. I feel like
0: my child loves lights so much that I'm just like walking around our neighborhood. And she's like, wow, wow. And then we come home and there's not a single light on my house because my husband doesn't like ladders. And I'm just like, next year, you have to do this because our child is like, we're using our neighbors for their lights. But I want to do the cookie tradition. Like I want to have a big cookie swap where like we all make cookies together and like drink wine and like have a good time, but I don't want it to be stressful. Like, but I also want to make cookies with my kid and I haven't done neither of those things this year because A, I feel like cookies with her right now would be a nightmare and B,
1: obviously I can't be with friends. So. So I'll say that, um, like I didn't grow up doing the cookie tradition either. And my family is not from America. So like we didn't do typical traditional things either. Um, And so like our cookies were not like what the sugar cookies that you would have here. They would be like some South African something, Um, which I can't even remember, which is horrible. And my mom recently asked me, she was like, do you remember any of what is your favorite memory of, of Christmas with us? And I'm like, I don't have memories. So I don't know. (laughs) I can't answer that question. I just legitimately don't like I would probably have to think for a really long time for me to like, come up with something and then it might be vague at best. I like that's why I like photo albums because you can just look back and be like, Oh, yeah, and it triggers something. But if I'm to use my memory to recall, it's not happening. But anyway,
2: Do you think you don't you just don't recall the memories? Or did you block
1: them out somehow? I just don't recall them. Did you have a traumatic experience? So like, No, nothing. I don't think so, unless I'm blocking that out, too. I have no idea.
2: <laughs> you just can't remember?
1: Anything that is not specifically related to my work doesn't get in, instilled in my brain for some reason. I don't know. Anyway, that's a weird tangent. But I decided last year that I really wanted to do the sugar cookies and gingerbread cookies specifically and then we just added different ones because um hank like loves these caramel filled chocolate cookies and then um i like really wanted to try these uh cracked chocolate cookies that you put um powdered Powdered sugar sugar over so we did that and last year it was like a crazy extravaganza but it was like a lot of fun and we did it when the boys were sleeping and actually that might have been the second year but I will say so this year we did it with Graham who's three and he was all about cutting the cookies and eating them but the frosting was not something that he could handle for more than 10 minutes so Finn didn't help
0: at all he wasn't
1: oh no Finn was not a part of any of it yeah um and maybe he will be next year but um but it was cool to like cut the cookies with with Graham, the only problem is the sugar high aftermath, which was like really, really terrible today. Um, and I made the horrible mistake, and maybe this can segue into par- more parenting fails. Are we are, are we already on the parenting fails? I don't know. But <laughs> I had like a corner of a cookie that I wanted to eat left, and I thought he was otherwise occupied, and then he saw me eat it, and then flipped out because he couldn't have any more cookies for the night, and I wasn't gonna let him because he's been so poorly behaved, um, today. So I was just like, no, I'm sorry. No more cookies for you. That was mine that I was saved from earlier. And I'm so sorry. And I just had to like, re-
2: but it, re- isn't so- it amazing how they forget about it. Cause like we tried, I actually tried because, you know, like I want to be Sally Christmas, tried to make cookies with my kid, my two-year-old, not my one-year-old God help us. Um, but, <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only person because I'm like, should I be making cookies with my kid? Like, I feel like it would be a disaster hole right now. No, we never did it before Everett was two. I mean, he's like two and a half. So that's, that's probably the earliest that it would even be any kind of thing that they would remember or want to do. Um, but yeah, Everett, he just, instead of decorating the cookie, he just ate all the frosting. And so that night was kind of challenging because he was such a, he was such a, um, sugar maniac kind of, but, um, but it's so funny because the next morning it's like, we had made all these cookies. He saw me put them in these tins. He wanted them all that night. And of course I didn't give them all, but I gave, you know, he had some of them. And then the next morning he's like completely forgotten. Like he hasn't even had, a, he hasn't even asked for a cookie since then. And so like, I've just been doing like Alicia does and like sneaking my cookie at the end of the night. My husband's been taking them. I gave some to my mom. Um, and so on. But like, I'm just I'm, I'm shocked that he does not remember. He doesn't remember, and I'm just really thankful because it's not it's not fun to have a kid on a sugar rush,
1: which is wild. Because first of all, Graham for sure remembers, asks for them all the time, and now Finn loves cookies too. And like, if we say the word cookie, or if Graham goes to the cookie box, like. Finn is right behind him being like, cookie, cookie, which is one of his first words. And (laughs) we're just like, "Finland, no. And like, he actually caught me sneaking a cookie the other day, too. And he's like, cookie, cookie. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I've these. This is a nightmare. Poor kids. kids just can't It's
2: probably the age. I think next year, I I bet you next year, Everett's going to be like Graham. And he's going to be a lot more sort of, um, he'll remember Parenting
1: fails. Let's segue into it. So
2: I don't have any mental bandwidth to use Alicia's term. I don't have (laughs) any mental bandwidth because everything has been freaking occupied by cookie baking and forgetting my kids' parent-teacher conference and the guilt and failure that comes along with that. So my kids' daycare, we got an email a few weeks ago being like, it's time to sign up for parent-teacher conferences. And like, he's never had a parent-teacher conference ever, you know, because he's two. But I was like, oh, cool. Yes. Awesome. This is my chance. Like, I'm going to ask questions. I'm going to... And because like, one of the things that I have too, is like, Crystal, like we were talking about our families, like my mother was a single mother who worked full-time. And so she didn't have... She was not the most let's say she was the opposite of a helicopter mom growing up. So I didn't want, I don't want to be that. I, I, cause I remember how it felt sometimes to like not have your mom involved with your education or with your schooling or with like, even like coming to pick you up on time, like those kinds of things. So I, I kind of had uh, resolved myself to not to not be like that. And then I've been watching big little lies, you know, season two, I'm finally watching season two. And like, those moms are just so, so active. Um, and I'm just like, oh, I need to be more like this. So I signed up for my slot on the parent teacher conference. Um, and, Two days before my my scheduled slot, which was like three weeks after I got the initial email. And then two days before my actual time, they sent me a reminder email. Like you have signed up. Here is the Zoom login. You can don't log forget. in to your child's teachers to talk about your, you know, whatever issues that your son might be having. And I don't know if he's having any issues. I still don't because I forgot. I forgot to log in. I forgot up until today at around 3 p.m., which is full two on two days late. 48 hours later that I just did not show up for that meeting. I didn't show up. And so, of course, in my head, I'm just like, gosh, they must think that I just don't care. They must think that I don't care about my kid, you know? And I'm sure that that's not true. Maybe maybe some other parents even did it too. But like, I just look at all the other parents sending home their Christmas packages, you know, like on December 5th and be like, wow, these parents really have it together. These are parents, parents are really, really like into this whole like parenting thing. And like, I can't even be bothered to remember to show up to the parent teacher conference. And so I gave myself like a lot of hell for that. And it feels good to talk about it because it makes, I don't know, it's just better than just keeping all of that in. But like, there's just so much guilt and shame that goes into that kind of, I don't know, feeling like you're, and it's, like I said, it's a wound for me because of my daycare experiences growing up. So I have, I have like stuff, to unpack there. But um yeah, parenting fail. Parenting fail. I don't know if they're gonna reschedule. I mean, no I'm sure they'll
0: reschedule.
2: Yeah, no, I'm sure they
0: understand. It's like I mean, I know it feels terrible, but I'm sure that they're going to if you want to reschedule it, you can. If you don't want to reschedule it, I don't think they're gonna have an issue with it. I feel like people are being very understanding of just like the mental strain that everyone is under. I mean, you just said it yourself, Christmas is nuts. Yeah. So like that plus COVID plus having two small children plus working full-time.
1: Yeah. I mean, I would say even just without all of XYZ, having two kids and being a full-time working mother, like that alone, and you're not the first person to miss the appointment. You are not going to be the last. My husband's a teacher. Uh, I can
0: assure you you're not the first parent to a parent teacher conference.
2: That's, that's, yeah, that, yeah, that's a good perspective. Cause I don't have any like teachers like that I would call to be like, so what's it actually, you know, how do you feel about parents that don't show up to scheduled conferences?
0: Honestly, they were
2: probably like, I get to breathe for a second. (laughs) Yeah. I get a break rather than having to talk to this person I've never met before. Well, that's the challenging thing. I I don't know what it's like with your daycare, but like my kids' teachers, you know, we drop them off outside of the building. We're not allowed to go in the building because of the pandemic. And, um, so it's not like I ever get to see him and how he's interacting in his classroom or with like with the other kids. So I was actually kind of looking forward to hearing what they had to say because Everett can be very shy. Um, and I, I don't know, like, I just – I don't know if he gets along, well, plays well with others. I don't know if he is as bossy and as, like, like difficult as he sometimes is at home, you know? There's just a lot of things I'd be interested to hear their perspective on. So I'm hoping that we can reschedule. Probably not this week because it's Christmas week, but – You probably um, don't
0: want to know either. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, mean,
2: I don't know. It's, like, one more thing to think about, right? So one more thing to yeah. strike me out. Like, one more, like – box on top of the stack of stuff that's like in my head that I don't have. I think it's really crappy because as parents with kids in daycare right now, there are lots of things that
0: we're missing because of the pandemic, which I, I have guilt about and I can't even control it. Like Millie made a gingerbread house and like, usually parents are like allowed to come and help and volunteer and like participate and whatnot. And I can't go in the door. Like I can step in the doorway to drop her off with a mask on, but like, I can't, Hang out with all of these other kids and like right. do any of the fun holiday stuff that I don't. I don't have time to like build a gingerbread house for my kid to throw gummy bears at it. Like, right. back to the sugar thing though, she does easily forget about it. We put it in the microwave and she didn't know it existed until my husband would take something out of the, out of take it out of the microwave to put something in, and then she's like
1: reaching for the cookies, give me that, reaching for the cake yeah. or gingerbread house and all she wanted off of it was the candy
0: she didn't actually eat any of the like oh
1: my gosh when dessert. Graham and I did a gingerbread house that I had gotten from my work which was very nice they sent us a little care package for the end of the year and inc- included a gingerbread house making kit um and I've never re- I've never done that one so we did it together and um I had to stop him from just eating the gumballs before we placed them on the House and um, it was a fun little activity. That I read
0: something on Pinterest that you should super glue or hot glue your cookies together so it stays in the perfect shape. And then I was like, you can't, you can't eat it. So what's the point? Like, right? Kind of, kind of Pinterest savage came up with this. Like, oh, it has to be picture perfect. You can't, you can't eat it.
2: It's yeah, a it cookie destroys the fun of it, but it looks good. So that's like that's Pinterest in a
1: nutshell. Well, now I have to wonder if my bread house, gingerbread house kit was fully edible i threw away the packaging i'm sure it was
0: they're not going to sell it with glue
1: (laughs) yeah okay good
2: (laughs) did did it call for a glue gun no it was
1: was just it's like really structurally sound so (laughs) i'm just curious what materials were made were used in the making
2: you're just a really good architect
1: no, I didn't architect it. It came pre-built. I just had to frost it. And You're put the really candy good with it. prefab gingerbread houses. There we go. <laughs> That's
0: the way to go. That's the part that I have, like, I struggle with. I don't want to like try to like make the house for her and frosting it together and let it sit so it doesn't fall down.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Honestly,
0: it's impressive that they mailed you a kit that stayed together.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was like, uh, you know, like I think you can get them at grocery stores too. Like, just like. The- the house and then you decorate it it was cool I liked it I wanted to go back I think Carrie that um, the whole expectation thing like I was a little bit surprised when I moved from California to New Jersey initially we went from an in-home daycare to a center and at the in-home like there were some nice parents that would sometimes have like a like a birthday or something and they'd bring in some stuff for the kids to share or whatever. But like, I wasn't really fully aware. And I also did not know, I mean, the in-home had a whole range of kids, but I wasn't sure like how many kids were my kids peer, you know, yeah. like how many other one-year-olds were there. Um, and so when we went to the center and all of a sudden there was a whole room of a bunch of kids that were all the same age and they had like Valentine's Day. And they, and it had just been a blizzard. And I literally, we moved at the end of January. We got him into the center on like February 5th. And the next day, they're like giving me a classroom sign up sheet for what are you going to bring to the Valentine's Day party thing? Like your parents have to sign up for whatever. And I was, and then also make sure you have a card with something, but it can't have any peanut butter or whatever. And I was like, so overwhelmed. Like, what are we talking about? right yeah. now what do i have to do this okay um and then like i'm like well i'm kind of more into like making home baked goods and they're like no you have to buy it at the store like you can't buy yeah, you can. and i was like okay um so target has been like really helpful they have like those pretty much everything set for you like you can buy the cards it's whatever. Like, can I- the card? yeah like i don't know these kids and also my kid doesn't eat candy yet but i guess we're giving candy to these kids now like he was mm, he was not yet 18 months at the time so but um yeah. but yeah it was this wild and like now he's not in a center anymore but like the other centers that we've gone to have had similar things where i'm just like i don't know if i need to opt into this and okay fine but it's a lot it it is definitely more there's more expectations for you and i guess it's only going to get worse
0: that probably also just depends on the, the home daycare. Cause like
1: our home daycare will be like, Hey, can you
0: send whatever to, but I love it. Cause she tells me like, Hey, can you bring snow caps for this? Like, I don't have to think about it. I just said when my husband goes to the grocery store, I add snow caps to the grocery list and that is it. Or like they did a Thanksgiving feast and she was like, Hey, can you send cranberry sauce? I think that's what we send, but <laughs> I just add it to the grocery list and it gets done. So it's. Great. Mm -hmm. And then there are only, like, seven kids. So we sent Valentine's Day stuff and, like, stuck a sucker through the thing and wrote – she sent us home the six kids' names. And I was like,
2: Addie. Yeah. No, I mean, I can't can't be bothered to learn all the kids in his class names. I literally just stuck a sticker on there that said From Everett and that boom and a bow because I don't know. I know some of their names, but –
0: I mean, that is perfect. She she sent me a list of six names. So tough. like, it's not like I know they're...
2: Yeah, no, but that's good though. That's good that they allow you to be
0: And like, bless her heart because I don't... I text her all the time. I'm like, what did you tell me the date for whatever? What what day is our book exchange? Am I supposed to wrap this book? Like, what what is the expectation here? And she's always like, listen, it's okay. I got you. She does make me... I mean, I think there's a lot of guilt with daycare in general, and I don't think any of it is intentional, but occasionally she'll say something like, oh, is Millie coming tomorrow? Like the weather's going to be bad. Everyone else is staying home. And I'm like, I have to work. Yeah. Yeah. She's going to be here. Or like, is Millie coming tomorrow? It's the day before Christmas Eve. I have to work. (laughs) So yeah, she's going to be there. Like, it's not like I magically have more time off because other parents also have time off and that like kills my soul a little bit but
1: yeah I don't know in San Francisco we didn't have closures for weather there was no snow there was no um like weather events or anything so so we just you know we didn't have we didn't have that expectation but it was really funny because when we came here and our first snow was like maybe a half of an inch and (laughs) all the schools were like delayed for half a day or something like that. And I was like, why? And then the most recent snow, of course, you had sent me the picture of the ice, which was much worse than the previous year. And I'm like, I mean, mm-hmm. these roads are bad before there's any weather and um, add some ice to it. I can't imagine how much worse it is. Yeah. I went in the next day and it was still kind of dicey. Yeah.
0: Just because it refreezes. So anything that melts during the day freezes at night. And then you just have all this ice. So like anywhere that there's like not proper drainage from the road is like an ice skating rink. Like my driveway right now, dangerous.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Well, and like we tried to get the boys outside yesterday and today, and it's still super icy. And poor Finn was like slipping and sliding, falling down. Graham yesterday was running on ice and fell and smacked his face and... Oh a bunch my of, gosh! Um, yeah, he's oh. but he's fine. He like bounced back really fast.
2: Yeah, I know, but it's harder for you than it is for him. Like, no, I mean, I'm I'm sure it hurts for him at the time, but it's like harder for you as a parent to watch that happen. You know, and especially if your kid gets bruises, like visible bruises, like in a very highly visible area of their body. You're just like, oh yeah. gosh.
1: I like sometimes. I, I mean, this is going to sound bad, probably, but I'm shocked that the pediatrician didn't ask me <laughs> about all of. Finn's bumps and bruises (laughs) obviously they see it so like it's normal but I mean Finn had a scrape on his belly a burn on his hand a a, like an egg on his forehead and I'm like I swear to god (laughs) I this was all him being rough like he he did it to himself it wasn't me I didn't do it yeah (laughs) but um Carrie, I kind of wanted to circle back over to the expectation piece and like, it's interesting because Crystal had mentioned, she just adds something to a grocery list. Her husband does the grocery shopping. It gets done. I had mentioned that, um, I outsourced the gift giving stuff to my husband has, is your husband helping out at all? Are you outsourcing it all? Are you trying to, and like, what's that dynamic look like for you?
2: No. Um, I don't know if like I, and this was not necessarily even my intention and I, 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 I don't know that I could outsource. No. So the, the, the short answer is no. I, everything that is related short of like, if the car is broken, Andrew will take care of that getting fixed. He'll either do it himself or he'll take it in. You know, he takes the trash out. He does the dishes a fair amount, but insofar as like laundry, food shopping, um, gift giving, like arranging for anything that needs to be arranged other than the three things that I've just mentioned like it is me it is my it's my mental load on top of the the work and on top of the kids uh, Is
1: that self-inflicted or is it because of his like lack of uh like time because of
2: his A his lot of it is his lack of time because he goes into work you know at least 4 out of 5 days of the week he generally goes in at like six or six thirty in the morning and gets home 12 hours later. And like my, my career is important, but of the two jobs, like we, we, one of the things we had talked about, you know, is that mine was never going to be as important as his. And that's something that I, I knew going into the marriage that I was going to always need to have, especially where our kids are young, a job that has more flexibility that allows me to take on a lot more of that responsibility because it was never going to be split equally. Um, And I knew that going in. And so that's why I feel like lately it's just with Christmas and I was doing okay for a while, but like with just, with all the Christmas stuff that I've had to arrange and like get together, it has been a lot. It has been like really draining on me. Um, But I just don't know like, honestly, the, here's the thing, right? I could tell him to go to the grocery store and he would go to the grocery store, but that's like an extra hour and a half that I'm home with the kids in the evening by myself until he gets home or something like that. And it's almost like, no, I'll go to the grocery store on my lunch break from work, you know, and keep the stuff in my car because it's cold outside now. And then, you know, you'll still get home at six or six thirty because it's like, even now two days a week, I'm on my own, you know, up until dinner time, at least, you know, if not bedtime. So, um it's just it's it's hard it's very hard and i i don't i i kind of wish i could work from home because you can work from home you can throw in a load of laundry you know yeah and it, it would just save me so much more time if i was able to to do some of these things while um while being at work cuz it's not like it would it would lessen my productivity at all if anything it'd probably make me more productive because i wouldn't spend so much time commuting in the car in the morning like Um, I will say I
1: work from home 100% full time remote for two years, even before COVID. And um, there have been many times where I've put laundry in the washing machine in the the morning, completely forgot about it. Yeah. So at 8pm, I'm like, Oh, my God, I have to put those clothes in the dryer. Um, But yeah, I can see that. And uh, but now with the kids being home, with the nanny and us being home. I, I like, I go into my basement office and I don't leave. We like built a coffee station over here. And like, I go upstairs when the boys are napping. So I don't get like the guilt of my kids crying when I go back downstairs and I don't play with them.
2: That's hard too. I mean, nobody's got it easy. I mean, let's face it. We, whatever circumstances, like in a lot of respects, my life is cake compared to a lot of people's, you know, but everybody's got their struggles and like, it's it's a struggle to work from home when your kids are home with the nanny, too, because how do you separate yourself from that entirely? And how how do you feel when you do separate yourself from it entirely, too, you know? Yeah. And Working then- from home
0: with Millie is the saddest thing because I'll have to be upstairs or whatever, and she just screams, like, mommy, mommy, mommy. And I can't. Like, I can't do anything about it. Like, Steve has to distract her, and I have to – I mean, I don't know. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. Do you have a washer machine that has a timer on it? Yeah. Because that's what I did before my husband was working from home is I would put I, – I make a habit of putting my clothes in the washer every day. Like, I leave the washer open. I drop my clothes in. I drop Millie's clothes in every day. And then, really? Yeah. I don't I don't separate. No. I don't have anything that needs
2: separated. I, mean, I don't no separate no either, Crystal. I, it all goes I in. It all goes
1: so, in. Like if there's wait. something – All the clothes for the whole family goes together? Well, I
2: use the kids' clothes usually as one load, and then me and Andrew's clothes are one load. If I have, like, nice sweaters, I'll wash them separately on hand wash, but that's, like, only if I'm washing those nice sweaters. Other than that, it all goes in together. Doesn't it add more to the sorting? I don't sort. What? What? I, I, I don't I don't separate darks from my I don't sort
1: my laundry. I don't I, I wash everything. Like, ha, like the socks and stuff. Like do you make a pile? Like here's here's Claire's pile. Oh, like the here's dry folding. Here's... I yeah. just dump it on the bed and fold it and then I make piles as I'm folding. Yeah, I make I piles as, as I'm folding it. too. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about laundry hacks because I am so overwhelmed by the amount of laundry in my house and I don't do my husband's. That was like one of the arrangements from day one. He said I will I do not want you to do my laundry and I don't necessarily want to, I'll do yours, but I don't want you to do mine. And I was like, I am totally fine with that. Um, but even still, like, I'll tell you full disclosure right now, Finn's clean clothes are scattered on his bedroom floor, which is not his bedroom anymore. It's now the, the reading room. Um, because the boys are now in the same room, but, um, they're clean and they're on the floor because my husband and I are at an impasse on who's going to put them away. Which <laughs> is like great, good fun.
2: Stay tuned to find out who folds first. <laughs> yeah, no pun intended, but pun intended, foot right? Foot
1: pun intended. Down. Mm-hmm. All right, laundry hacks. I need to hear them. Okay, so you I love this idea. How many how many how many days go by before you actually run the washing machine? Like 4. Okay. Because I mean, you think about it, it's
0: like you have a shirt and pants or in most cases, I don't wash my work pants every day. So usually whatever my top is will go in the washer, but my pants I'll wear a couple of times before I wash them right? and then workout clothes. So, and actually, if you want to get real hacky, I sleep in whatever I'm working out in the next morning. I've been thinking about doing that. Because it yeah. saves me like five minutes of my wake up. Yeah. And then I just drop everything. I pick up the clothes on the bathroom floor after my husband showers. And I walk over to the washer, which is upstairs, which is glorious. Mm -hmm. And I drop them in before I walk down the stairs. And then when I change Millie's clothes in the morning, I will put her PJs or whatever in there. And when I take her PJs off or put her PJs on, I will put them in the washer and I just leave the washer open. And then I close the washer and I start the washer at some point, but I set a time. Well, before COVID, I set a timer because I wasn't home and I didn't want them to get like sit and get all stinky so I would set a timer from like six hours from that point. So they would be like washed and in that washer for like an hour or whatever before I got home or before my husband got home and then moved to the dryer. And then usually they get folded like five days later
1: when, when, you, when, we, need the, when we need the dryer again. <laughs> Ah. and Carrie, I feel like you're folding laundry every other day. I am What's well the now, on the
2: weekends. I guess like when we talk a lot on the weekends or whenever doing this, I am folding laundry. In fact, I'm not folding laundry now, which is what I'm going to have to do when I am done with this when this session. Um, but our unfortunately our house, we have the laundry room is in the basement. So we have a laundry chute because I guess the house is kind of older. It was built like 50 or but years ago. That's so nice. Well, it's nice, it's nice to throw your clothes down the chute, but you still have to manually lug them all up when they're clean. Um, yeah. And it's also like I forget about laundry so much because it's on a floor that we typically are not on. So, you know, for instance, uh, I threw in some clothes last night, well before I went to bed thinking like, oh, and I'll just change them. I'll put them in the dryer before I go to bed. And then, you know, they'll be, they'll be dry in the morning. Well, I forgot. So I went in this morning. I had left them overnight in the washing machine. They were, you know, wet and damp. I smelled them. It didn't smell like they were starting to get mildewy or whatever. So I just went ahead and threw them in the dryer. And then I put my kids clothes in and that was this morning. And I forgot about that up until, gosh, 6 PM. And so it's now 8 PM, um, Eastern standard time. And so from about 9 AM to 6 PM, the clothes, my kids clothes were in the washer wet. And then the clothes that I had put in the dryer that I had left overnight in the washer last night, I forgot to turn the dryer on. So they were still wet. I put the dryer on finally. And now my kids clothes are finally in the dryer too. And so when they're done, I'm going to try to fold all of it. Only because I don't like piles of laundry. I want to I make, hate them so much. I just want yeah. to get it I want to get out of my I want to get out of my sight. I want to get it all put away, you know?
1: I hate that. I hate laundry and I feel like because I typically wait to do it weekly, like on the weekend, that I'm buried in it. Like I like Crystal was saying, I like work out most every morning, so I have my workout clothes and my day clothes and my pajamas and stuff and then like it just gets it's a huge pile I don't sort I don't separate white and darks and like um everything goes in together basically because I'm lazy and I don't care but and they don't nothing has been affected by it but
2: well it's a pandemic um, and you work from home so it's like who cares
1: (laughs) I know all of my clothes are from not expensive places, so who cares? But I the
2: pink red with a bunch of
0: white t-shirts one time and they turned pink, but ooh. they were undershirts, so it didn't matter. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. But I think I just realized that I have a whole load of linens that are wet from yesterday. Hmm. So what are you doing that you create so much
0: laundry? Are you are you wear, like washing your PJs? Alicia does wash her
2: sheets like every two weeks, like on the dot. Don't you? Because like, yeah, I don't. Wash our- I, I haven't weekly, washed our sheets in like a month. Good. <laughs>
1: um, and I I used to be more like militant about that, Carrie. I'm not as much anymore, um, but. I have a hysterical video that I need to send you guys of my husband putting the duvet
0: cover onto, <laughs> on top of our I can't even he crawled inside of it <laughs> <laughs> that's not how it works <laughs> I was laughing so hard I was crying <laughs> and then he comes down to the
1: bottom and he's like <gasps> was, oh, that's amazing It was really funny um I don't know. I just, I get, I guess we have like a lot of laundry and then the boys. It's funny because Finn is really, really tall for his age and Graham's like his age, but like they're wearing the same socks at this point because Finn's feet are big enough to it being fine, I guess. And then I don't know, but I'm like, I'm just, I feel like so overwhelmed by the amount of laundry we have at all times that is not being managed appropriately, and it is Let's a constant. Do you, wash, do you wash your pajamas, whatever you're sleeping in, every day?
2: No. Do you wash their pajamas every time? Mostly. Every two days, I I switch my kids' pajamas every two days. They wear days. the same ones two days straight, and then I throw them in the wash.
0: She's actually had ones that she's worn for like four days right now, but that's I because that's I gave fine. her a bath this morning.
2: My kid just has so many cute pairs of pajamas that, like, I want to put her in another pair so I can be like, you're so cute. Yeah.
0: Do you wash – how often do you wash towels? Like, I'm just trying to figure out where I was Weekly.
2: Them. Weekly.
0: Mm-mm. You don't wash towels weekly?
2: No. I feel like I throw – I throw the kids' towels in when I feel like they start to get kind of gross, which is usually after, like, two or three weeks. <laughs> Um, and I just switched them out. So I'm never really quite sure which one is the one that's been washed recently, but like, if it looks kind of gross to me, then I throw it in the laundry bin and the same thing with the, the towels that my husband and I use. Like I just kind of throw it in the laundry bin once I feel like, Oh, you know what? We've been using this for a while. I can't remember when we started using it, but it probably should be washed. Um, so no, but, uh, I I, um towels like hand towel not hand towels what do they call like dish towels washcloths yeah well washcloths but like dish towels too from the kitchen like I wash those all the time because they're disgusting they get disgusting I feel like two days but um yeah but I still I still am
1: behind I mean I still well okay so I'll just say I have obviously my and I'm not talking about my husband's laundry whatsoever I have my laundry which is a lot at the end of the week I have a basket at the foot of our stairs that collects anything from our main floor level like dish towels and washcloths that we use to wipe the boys like faces after dinner um and socks and pants that have been getting soiled from potty training attempts
0: oh yeah Um, you probably have a lot more
1: laundry from that like spit up sweaters and stuff like that from finn and that or like food like they the boys and we have bibs and stuff but they get oatmeal or soup or whatever on them all the time that we just have to like strip it off and okay so that's at the foot of the stairs and then graham has his own laundry basket finn has his own laundry basket and then there's the hallway upstairs laundry basket that's just for like overflow and so it just adds up and it gets crazy and then I'm the only one doing it. And so it's a constant fight with me and my husband. And he's just like, well, why don't you just tell me? And I'm like, well, why can't you see with your eyeballs?
2: Yeah. You kills know, me.
1: Yeah,
0: My yeah. husband has taken on a lot of the load since he's home right now because he gets done at two and he's not coaching anymore because it's COVID or whatever. So now he like cleans the house and does laundry and cooks. And it's like, could you never go back? Can you always do this? <laughs> <laughs>
1: amazing you have a great
0: house husband he is a great house husband (laughs) one time i uh i embarrassed him and i called him a good house elf and he was really mad about
2: it there's no but yeah but you the house elves are free in your house remember i know that's exactly what i said i was like i gave you a sock man (laughs) you are a free (laughs) you are a free house husband elf
1: he he loves it i feel like Thanks for listening to our holiday edition of Mom Fails with a sidebar for laundry hacks. We're taking next week off, but stay tuned in early January for our final installment of the Pumping Experts series. Happy holidays, everyone. Thank you for listening to the AverageMoms.com podcast. If it's not one thing, it's a mother.